0: This is Hey Beautiful, the podcast where we binge and recap every episode of How I Met Your Mother one week at a time. So suit up, grab a sandwich, and settle in. Hey everyone, welcome to the ninth episode of Hey Beautiful. I'm Kate, back again, and joining me this week is someone who we've had on before, Someone who helped me get through a very difficult-to-watch episode. And uh, she's coming back for this episode specifically because she hails from the great Midwest. My wife, Liz. Hey, friends. <laughs> so, are you excited about this episode?
1: Absolutely. As a product of the Midwest, I get this episode.
0: So, where in the Midwest are you from?
1: From the Mitten, Michigan. Michigan. This episode hit a little
0: close to home, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. We- Absolutely.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Packing up and going into the West for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And, you know, as an Easterner going there for the first time, I remember feeling a little like Lily. A little
1: little uneasy about it. Uneasy, a little worried. Yeah. So I'm glad you're here to help today. Happy to be here.
0: Awesome. So just a reminder, you can listen to us and um, subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud. So you never miss an episode and you can also follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Hey Beautiful Pod. And at any point, if you want to send us a legendary moment from an upcoming episode, you can email it to HeyBeautifulPodcast at gmail.com. And next week, we're going to be talking about the pineapple incident, which is an epic episode. So if you have a favorite moment from that, send it along and we'll read it out on the show. Okay, let's get down to Belly Full of Turkey. This is Season 1, Episode 9, a.k.a. Belly Full of Turkey, the first Thanksgiving episode on How I Met Your Mother. It originally aired on November 21st, 2005. The director is Pamela Fryman, as always. And the writing team of Chris Miller and Phil Lord is back. Uh, We saw them direct The Sweet Taste of Liberty earlier this season. Scene one, we just get the voiceover talking um, with Father Ted, telling his kids what a beautiful time it is in New York City around Thanksgiving. And then we cut to Lily coming out of the bathroom, just having barfed.
1: Pretty gross.
0: Yep. And um, Robin asks Lily what she'd had, like how much they had drank last night. And Ted's like, it was not about how much, it was what they drank. And uh, apparently Barney likes to come up with holiday cocktails for everybody and this was the thanks teeny
1: oh yes the good old thanks teeny the most delicious drink you could have at thanksgiving time
0: everyone knows it it's a holiday classic cranberry juice potato vodka and a bouillon cube (laughs) and while we were watching um you asked me if we were going to be tasting that today
1: no, you skip that one, huh? Definitely. No not. taste test today. Definitely. Well, I've had it. I mean, obviously, everybody's had it. If <laughs> yeah. You're, if you're from New York City or the United States, you've definitely had it. Thanks,
0: Tiny. It's it's pretty common. Yeah. Um, so yeah, apparently, and this is something that I remember from watching the bloopers, Marshall really drinks the Thanks teeny with the bouillon cube in it. And they had to do all these cuts because he kept drinking it like, drinking it too soon or, like, something would be going on. So he accidentally drank, like, five of those. Gross. Like, I'm sure there wasn't booze in it, but it was at least cranberry what? juice and a bouillon cube. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so he kept drinking them, and they're like, no! Mm. So he really committed to that. Good job, Jason Siegel. 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 Um, so we find out that Marshall and Lily are going home to Minnesota for Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember before I met you, I always used to confuse Minnesota and Michigan.
1: Yeah, well, um, it's not a common mistake, <laughs> but they both start with MI, so I <laughs> suppose. You know, when...
0: I know, I thought it was like freezing cold there all the time, and there was tons of snow. Although, it has snowed every single time I've been there now.
1: Well, we only go in the winter, so yeah, it true. makes it easy. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> we need to go in the summer. True story. Yeah.
0: Um, so yeah, he's going, he's going home, and Lily's going with him. And so Ted and Robin are kind of
1: talking to her, like, "Hey, uh, how ya,
0: how you feeling about this?" She's clearly very anxious about it.
1: Marshall is like jumping out of his skin to get in the cab to go to the, to go to the airport. He is so excited, I, which I, I can yeah? thoroughly relate. to. <laughs> yeah, just ready to go.
0: Doesn't even know where his underwear is. Nope. He's so excited.
1: <laughs> did you did you check your luggage? Oh yeah, there it is. Yeah, yeah. magical, crazy excitement. Yeah.
0: Um so I was wondering if this is like her first holiday with them cuz she seems extra anxious but maybe it's just because it's her first holiday as like his fiance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a lot more feels a lot more serious, mm-hmm. you
1: know. Mm-hmm.
0: Like shit, this is going to be my family. Yeah. That must be what it is.
1: Yeah, I think that's what it is.
0: Um And yeah, like I said, I mean the first time we went home, I was nervous.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, I I'm didn't sure. know I'd never been to the Midwest except for like a stopover at an airport. So I didn't know what to expect. And, you know, there are a lot of stereotypes about the Midwest. Yeah. So friendly. So friendly. Yeah, it's,
1: tough. it's tough to go to the Midwest. It's so friendly out there.
0: <laughs> yeah. People on the East coast we are like, what the hell is their problem? Why are they being so nice?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, you know, but, you know, just worried about like, are we going to be able to, you know, have things in common? Because it's, you know, you get this idea of being, you know, being a coastal liberal elite. That uh, the Midwest is very conservative and, like, super religious, so I was just, I was nervous that, you know, I would be too much for your parents and that they wouldn't really get me. Yeah.
1: You know? Well, I understand. My, you know, parents are suddenly in the liberal camp. Yeah, they're super
0: cool. No worries there. They're super cool.
1: But yeah, it's, I mean, it's understandable, and it was just, like, a year before the election, so there was a lot of a lot of talk about, you know, whatever, a lot of,
0: about, it was already okay. very de-
1: de- divisive by then.
0: Yeah, definitely. Cause so. we, I mean, we were driving through Ohio and seeing like Hillary for prison signs <laughs> and crazy. stuff. Yeah. Cause we drove, we drove yeah. across the freaking country to get there. Which I
1: love to do. It was,
0: it was awesome. Yeah. Um, it was a good way to, to see the Midwest for the first time, but yeah, yeah. there was definitely like, there was definitely some culture shock, I yeah. would say. Um, but we'll get to that Turns out Ted and Robin are both staying in New York for the for the big holiday. Uh, Ted because he has to work the day after Christmas,
1: and Robin because she's Canadian.
0: And their Thanksgiving is in October. <laughs> so Ted starts making fun of her for being Canadian. It's like the start of all the Canadian jokes that are to come, which are so amazing. <laughs> um, and I'm sorry, I need to stop for a second. I have to tell you guys that Liz is. Being so gentle with her movements, so she doesn't make any noise.
1: I keep seeing you
0: like touch your face and then like slowly <laughs> lower your hand. It's really sweet. Well, <laughs> the microphone's very. I already
1: got I got yelled at at the start. Let's be honest. It's true.
0: <laughs> the microphone's very sensitive, but I just keep catching you like your hand like floating back down, <laughs> yeah. and it's really sweet.
1: It's very uncharacteristic of me. Yeah,
0: <laughs> but I love you. Yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, so Ted's making fun of Robin for being Canadian, and then Robin just totally drags all of America.
1: She didn't pull any punches there. Yeah. She just went for it. All in.
0: Gun control, healthcare.
1: All the statistics. Yeah, and
0: just then just a us- one-two punch. Yeah, and then just us being, like, divisive about everything, and all Ted has is, your cops are called Mounties. <laughs> okay, Ted.
1: Which is enough. I mean, that's enough for a- a dude of Ted's caliber. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> Just a good
1: little chuckle. That's all he wants.
0: Oh, Canada. Please, please save us all. And then we learn about Barney's Thanksgiving tradition, which is the Thanksgiving buffet at the Lusty Leopard, which is um, the first mention of his favorite strip club. So he's trying to get um, Ted and Robin to go to that. And they're like, yeah, no. Um, so... Ted and Robin decide to give back on the day that literally everyone gives back um, and they um, decide to go down to a homeless shelter in new york city to to uh, pass out dinner to the to the homeless of the city,
1: which is a nice idea
0: great idea should have called ahead should have done it and literally any other day of the year I mean that's yeah, everybody knows that
1: yeah,
0: but it's the one it's the one day that we think of the less fortunate so. Um, so then, we're on the road to Minnesota. Marshall and Lily have landed, and we meet Marshall's entire gigantic family for the first time. Uh, lots of new faces, but I'll just give a little information about the two, the two big ones. Uh, we have Mrs. Erickson, aka Judy, and she's played by Susie Plaxon, who's been in all kinds of stuff. Um, including Star Trek, Mad About You, Everybody Loves Raymond, and a bunch of theater productions and a couple movies. Um, She also released an alternative country album,
1: which I think is crazy.
0: The weird stuff you find on Wikipedia.
1: Wow, Interesting, yeah. Mm -hmm. And and Judy, the most Midwest name you can get.
0: Yeah, I know. (laughs) Judy and her real name is Susie Plaxton. And so I was like, oh my God, this woman must be from the Midwest.
1: (laughs) She's not. She was raised in like...
0: Well, she was raised in Pennsylvania. Does that count as the Midwest? I mean, Borderline.
1: depends on which part, I guess.
0: Yeah. Coal mining country. Yeah, I mean,
1: outside of Philly, yeah.
0: Well, if you want to name more Midwest uh, than Susie Plaxton, look no further than the dad, a.k.a. Marvin Erickson, whose real name is Bill Fagerbacca. Super duper Midwest.
1: Yeah, very Minnesota.
0: He was born in California. Wow, well. Wow, he plays a Minnesotan pretty well for that.
1: Yeah, but didn't he also play a Minnesotan on another TV sitcom? Was Coach set in Minnesota? Because that's what yeah, I know him from. I think he, I think was, it was it? Yeah, because I, I think Coach had... Um, Viking stuff. Yeah, Vikings.
0: That's so true. So, I mean, he was, There's the got, connection.
1: He's been typecast his whole
0: life. Yeah, so Bill Fagerbakke. I hope I'm saying that right, uh, he is probably best known by today's generations for his... Uh, voice as patrick starr from spongebob SquarePants.
1: really i didn't know that you didn't know that <laughs> that explains something right
0: yeah so great um but like you and i said i always knew him growing up on coach which is an amazing uh sitcom that everyone's dad loves yep. from the from the 90s yeah. um and he played the, this big ophi football player like on a college team like a crappy like type, like d3 team or something right something mm-hmm. like that um so he was great on that he was also the mailman on Sabrina the Teenage Witch, which I'm re-watching with absolutely no shame and I saw him last night so
1: just to clarify I am not watching that <laughs> at all.
0: yeah that's a that's a when Liz goes to bed special yeah there's a lot of those yeah I already went through Buffy so now it's Sabrina I'm sorry I just love the supernatural ladies no you do <laughs> um so we're in this house and everybody's gigantic. I remember you saying, like, how is everyone so big? And I'm trying to figure out how they did it. Because they made everyone, like, a foot to two feet taller than Lily. I think Lily. they just
1: had everybody drink in the Minnesota water for a couple weeks. <laughs> it just yeah. sprouted. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, everyone's, like, huge and, you know, surrounding her and you can't really see her. You've got um, the big, giant Erickson boys and their big, tall, blonde wives. You know, the exact opposite of what Lily is. So, already you're starting to see why she feels kind of... Um, other and left mm-hmm. out. Um, and we hear about the classic Mi- uh, Minnesota sport of Basque ice ball.
1: Basque ice ball! Basque ice ball! You ever played Basque ice ball in, in Michigan? Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, we, we drink, thank teenies, and play some Basque <laughs> ice ball. It's normal. It's a Midwest thing, it's not just Minnesota.
0: That's true. We're yeah. telling you a lot of um, cold hard facts about the Midwest right now. <laughs> Pure facts. <laughs> The region's drink is the thanks TV and the sport is... But I will say, when I,
1: when I first saw the episode and saw Basque Ball, I thought, why didn't I think of that? You know? <laughs> just, I have plenty of friends that I grew up with that would have loved that sport. Yeah. We missed it.
0: Especially when it seems like it wasn't really a sport, just a chance to beat each other up. Yeah, on so, ice. Yeah, on, <laughs> cool. on skates. Yeah. It's perfect. Um, and Lily talks shit and gets hit. <laughs>
1: Talk shit, get
0: out. She gets a ball thrown right at her for calling uh, Marshall's brother a girl.
1: Apparently, Lily catches like a girl.
0: <laughs> yeah, in the face. So, ew. Never mind.
1: <laughs> Cut. Cut that.
0: <laughs> All right. Um, uh-uh. So then we are with Robin and Ted at the shelter on Thanksgiving Day, and they are feeling so good about themselves because they've, you know. Finally done something to give back to the community. Meanwhile, they haven't done anything just stood yet. stood
1: around in everyone's way. Just really helping. Yeah.
0: Um, and then all of a sudden, in the middle of them feeling great about themselves and, you know, saying they're canceling out all the bad that Barney's doing that day, Barney appears whistling over the river and through the woods to grandmother's mm-hmm. house we go, carrying a, you know, a plate of rolls or something. And they are both completely stunned that he's there. And I just love how Ted says, "But you're Satan. <laughs> what are you doing here?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it turns out
1: he's here every Sunday, all year long. Every Sunday,
0: grinding. Um,
1: heart of gold, that guy.
0: Heart of gold, underneath layers of soot. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he knows everybody, and he has an in with the manager, Kendall. Like he's clearly like this is his this is his bag. And Kendall's like, "You guys should go home. There's nothing for you to do here." This is the busiest volunteer day of the year, um, but Barney puts in a good word for them. Kendall, they're cool.
1: Nothing like getting vouched for by Satan, you know? Yeah, man. Just to vouch for your character. It's great.
0: The shelter is is Satan's home now. It's the
1: hope, yeah.
0: <laughs> um, then we're back in Minnesota, and the props department did such a good job with this episode because everything in the kitchen is gigantic. Um, there's this massive pot that Lily's like cleaning inside. This whole torso <laughs> whole- in there it's trying so to clean amazing. it out. <laughs> the gigantic spatula and the tub of mayonnaise. Like they just exaggerated everything so much, so she wouldn't have to constantly be saying how how left out she felt. Like, cause you can just see like this house, this entire life was not built for a person her size. And then Judy. uh, Marshall's mom pulls out the apron that says Mrs. Erickson on it and she has one and the two other blonde girls have one because they're all Mrs. Erickson (laughs) because Lily's going to be another Mrs. Erickson (laughs) Um, and that comes back around the idea of Mrs. Erickson but for now she kind of just takes it and smiles and says thank you because she doesn't want to make things awkward and as a As a reward for becoming a Mrs. Erickson, Lily gets access to the prized family recipe.
1: Oh, yes. The family recipe. (laughs) The
0: seven-layer salad.
1: It only gets passed down to family. Yeah. (laughs) Some people are knocking (laughs) down her door trying to get that recipe, so Lily should feel lucky.
0: 16 cups of mayonnaise. First ingredient. Mm. I have to say, obviously I've watched this show a lot um, and a lot before I met you, so... There was a lot less mayonnaise in in Michigan than I expected.
1: Yeah. So when this, you know, when she said she was gonna let Lily do the salad, I thought for sure it was gonna be a Jello salad, which yes. is a very Midwest thing. Oh my god! That my family always does,
0: and I and love s- it.
1: Several of my, you know, all all my friends have Jello salad at their Thanksgiving, and <laughs> oh, it's, oh, it's there's got to be Jello in it. Yeah,
0: I feel like there's jello, at least jello in no, not in the jello salad. Oh. In the seven layers, <laughs> yes, one I'm of those sure. layers has to be jello. Oh, for sure, based on for the sure. Midwest, what I yeah. know of it.
1: Gummy bears, onions, jello, mayo. What else do you need? Oh, potato chips, <laughs> chips,
0: some <laughs> chips on top. Yeah, I know. I wrote like I wrote that the ratio of blonde people is correct. <laughs> yeah. That's that holds up everywhere yeah. you go. It's just children <laughs> of the corn,
1: just Scandinavians
0: everywhere. Holy shit. <laughs> And Jello salad. Yeah. Jell-O. I mean, that, to me, like, when we had that at, at Christmas, I was like, oh, my God, this is so Midwest. Yeah. And yeah. it's freaking delicious. Haters to the left, I love Jello salad. <laughs> I know you don't like it. I
1: don't. It's, it's not for me, unfortunately. But everybody else in my family loves it, so I'm glad you like it.
0: Yep. It's yeah. good. Um, and so then Marshall comes in, blasts into the kitchen from playing basketball, and he has, like, completely reverted to being a kid. <laughs> Which everyone does in their family. It's rosy no.
1: cheeks. I know. It's so excited.
0: So cute. Yeah. Um, and another like great little thing they've done is because he's on skates, he's like even taller than Lily now. So he's sort of, sort of reassimilated into his family and is sort of like pulled away from her a little bit. So she feels really lonely. Um, you know, and he's in there for like a second and then he has to go back out. And so she was really bummed about that. And then we're back in the shelter for a quick scene. Just enough time for Barney to tell us that working at the shelter gives him a soul boner.
1: It's the old soul boner, yeah. The
0: disgusting.
1: It's the only time he says that. I'm sure. Oh my god.
0: <laughs> Ted and Robin are still trying to get in on the game, trying to scoop stuffing, and Barney's like amateurs. As if not doing that.
1: Nobody's um, moving to the front of the line for stuff, scoop, scooping stuffing.
0: Yeah. Um, and there's one point where apparently. It might, be this, it might be this scene where, you know, Barney says it's like the best feeling in the world is, is getting back. And Robin says, yesterday you said the best feeling in the world was getting your toes sucked and then requested a high five with your foot. <laughs> so that's the, uh, the, the, the contrast we're dealing with here and why they're just so, so shocked that he's at this, at this shelter helping people. Um, so then we're back to Minnesota. Lily's pounding away on that seven layer salad, about to add a handful of delicious chips to the top of it. One
1: layer at a time. It's <laughs> build an empire.
0: Oh my gosh. Um, and Judy is just basting this big old turkey and asking Lily when she's going to start having babies. And the first time I was in Michigan, I got asked that question.
1: Did you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, by that. your That's friend. Funny. It
0: wasn't by your family. Oh. <laughs> um, it was like just out of nowhere. Kate, do you do you want to have
1: children? And I was just like, oh. We'd been <laughs> together like, what, six months? Yeah, yeah. I was like, uh, uh um. It's so. a very Midwest question. I, Everybody wants to know. Yeah. It's coming, coming. That's you know topic of discussion. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So uh, that was that was a moment I could I could definitely relate to there. Um and Lily's like, "Huh, I hadn't really thought about it, you know?" And turns out that's all she's been thinking about. And then they do a, f- a little flashback to her um coming out of the bathroom having Ralph, which in sitcom land is synonymous with being pregnant. You know, if someone's puking, they're definitely pregnant. Yeah,
1: so the hangover was not a hangover. She thinks it was
0: prego my ego.
1: But I mean, I wouldn't blame her if she threw up because they oh, teeny.
0: I know <laughs> a bouillon cube. This is so gross. And it's pretty believable too, that she might be pregnant because just last episode during the duel, when they're fighting for the apartment, Marshall says, you know, we might need a second room because Lily and I aren't that careful with our birth control. So that kind of sets up this episode, which is pretty cool. Um, And Lily sort of shrugs off the question from Mrs. Erickson Erickson saying, like, obviously I'm too young. And Mrs. Erickson says, oh, I was younger than you when I was pregnant with, uh, or when I had Marcus. And apparently he was 15 pounds, which is bigger than the turkey that they're about to eat. And there's this amazing Zoom shot of Lily looking at the turkey. As, as if it's going to start growing inside of her.
1: And just looking extremely petite next to that turkey. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> and then she says, well, that's a big baby, Judy. And Judy's like, yeah, they thought he was twins. And then it's like this new horror sets in that she could have two 15-pound turkeys oh growing inside her little teeny Brooklyn body. Ted and Robin are still loitering at the shelter.
1: Trying to look busy.
0: Trying to look busy. You
1: got nothing to do, nowhere to go.
0: Yep. So Robin decides to be proactive about doing charity and introduces Ted to a lovely young redhead named Amanda. Pulls a little Have You Met Ted on him, on her.
1: Oh, the charity of setting Ted up never ends. Yeah, he is. The, the never-ending charity of Have You Met oh, Ted. Oh, <laughs> he's always in need. Always.
0: 24-7. Um, and so... Amanda tries, it seems like Amanda's trying to feel out Ted too. She's like, oh, you and your girlfriend can help um, sort these boxes. And Robin, just a great wingman, says, oh, he's not my boyfriend. He used to be, but I wasn't woman enough for him. So she sets him up um, and they're excited because they're going to get to actually do something. So Amanda tells them, take all of this stuff, find the really good stuff. And sorted into this box. They're excited. They go over and and start like taking down boxes, happy that you know Barney isn't going to get all the glory at last. And there's a poster of Barney, Volunteer of the Fucking Year.
1: Who would have guessed?
0: Holding his little ladle.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> so ridiculous. Um, so this is clearly a mystery that is yet to be solved as to why Barney's there. Um, then everyone's so everyone's at the the dinner table. Um, in Min- Minnesota, getting getting ready to eat, and in comes little Martin to say goodnight. And it's clearly like what, like a one year old,
1: at least. That, yeah,
0: yeah, that kid was couldn't
1: even like fifteen months old.
0: Yeah, he was a big boy, yeah. and they're like three months old. Full <laughs> hair, full head of hair, holding his own bottle, yeah, yeah. like just a beast yeah. of a kid. And Lily is just horrified. Um, and the mom is already pregnant again. Midwest, man. Midwest. Just popping them out. Um, and we get a lovely little metaphor from Marshall's dad about the Erickson sperm. <laughs> Having two tails and a drill bit for a head. Disgusting. You were, like, visibly upset by that.
1: ridiculous. <laughs> so gross. So gross.
0: Um, so... All of a sudden, it comes to the name-changing conversation. Uh, Lily, or Mr. Erickson, brings up, Oh, it's okay. We can talk like that in front of Lily. She's going to be an Erickson soon. Lily's like, well, actually, not technically. I'm keeping my last name. And everyone at the table is, like, appalled. Just confused.
1: Very confused. So confused.
0: Like, but you're marrying him. And Erickson's a great name. People know the Ericsons. I was like, "Oh my gosh, this episode is like—it's so funny watching it now with you." Because <laughs> I—I changed my name, but we went back and forth about it for a while. It was—it yeah. was a big decision for me, you know.
1: But I think it's a big decision for a, a lot of women, more yeah. women than 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 you think. Yeah, you know, it's
0: yeah, and it might even be not worse, but it might be it might be a little more conflicting for. A lesbian, mm-hmm. a feminist, mm-hmm. to do it, and I think that might be why I had such an issue. I was like, I don't know. I've had this name forever. I love my last name, but I don't know. It was it was tough going back and forth. But I'm, I mean, I'm glad I decided mm-hmm. to take your last name.
1: Uh, yeah, there were I mean, logical
0: reasons why we did it.
1: I, yeah, all of my friends had trouble changing their last name. Yeah. Straight, gay, whatever it was. Mm. Whoever de- whoever decided <clears throat> to make that change, it didn't matter. Yeah, everybody was like, oh. But my name, you know, I mean, Yeah, your name is such it's an weird. important thing too, and it's, it's, you know, one of those things that it's always a tough decision. I don't think you know, uh, but you know, as a queer feminist, I mean,
0: <laughs> probably adds a layer.
1: Yeah, for sure, a layer of mayonnaise to that salad. I can't think of any friends that were excited to change their name. Truly,
0: yeah, I mean, it might be like a leftover thing, but I like the idea of us having like a family last name. Yeah, and you know, you're the last. You're the last hope Mm -hmm. for your family's name. So, I mean, my my brother can still pop out some kids and name them after himself. So,
1: we'll see what happens. Yeah. For now, it's me and you. Yeah. With the same last name. That's
0: right. Yeah. So, it's the name-changing conversation, and that leads into the where are we raising our kids conversation. And apparently Marshall's kind of been thinking that they were going to move back to Minnesota to raise their kids.
1: I know that seems a little crazy, knowing what you know about them, right? Yeah. Just, like, their whole life is in this New York City apartment. Right. And he's a lawyer and, you know, all this stuff.
0: They got roots there, starting to grow.
1: But everyone goes back to the Midwest to raise their family. Really? So many people do. Everybody goes out into the world, they explore, they live their life, and then when they decide it's time to have kids... A lot of them, the Come migration back. back, yeah. Maybe yeah. not to the town they grew up in,
0: but they want to do the Midwest. Thing. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, interesting.
0: Very interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, I from what I could see, it seemed like everyone kind of just stayed.
1: Yeah, like right. A lot of people he did. did that. He did imply that. Yeah, for sure.
0: Oh yeah, and when they're playing basketball, and he's like, "Can't you see? Don't you love this town? Can't you see why everyone in my high school stayed here?" <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty funny.
1: It's got kind of a little bigger
0: on that one for so, sure. Oh, that's what we're dealing with. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Um, yeah. So, you know, Lily just continues to horrify this big giant Minnesotan family, you know, saying that she wants to raise the kids in New York and they just all laugh. Um, you know, the idea of kids growing up in a city like that. So
1: New York City's no place for kids.
0: Yeah. Um, and that's not the last time we'll see little, um, M- Marshall's family being nervous about New York city. There's some, some great scenes ahead in this series with that. So back at the shelter, we learned that the box of extra good free food is not for the homeless at all. It's for Amanda. She's been having Ted and Robin sort all the best products, including truffle oil, into her little box. She's stealing all the best stuff. And Ted is just completely outraged. And you can tell he's going to do something drastic about it because that's what Ted does. He does things before he thinks about them. Back at the dinner table in Minnesota, we're still talking about New York versus St. Cloud. And Marshall's just so confused about why they're having this conversation about raising kids in, in Minnesota. And Lily just totally flips her lid and, you know, says... We grew up fine and we grew to the right height, and then we stopped, which I love. <laughs> um, and so he like presses around it, like, we don't need to talk about this until way further down the road. And at that point, Lily jumps up and runs out of the house and hits the road in the car, I guess in the rental car.
1: Yeah, hits the road fast.
0: Yeah. And um, this, we will see her do that again in the future. I will not spoil anything, but. There will come another point where she needs to know something and leaves in the the middle of the night to go find out without telling Marshall where she's going. So Barney's very disappointed in his friends that they've been helping. They've been aiding and abetting a thief at the, at the shelter. How could they? (laughs) And one of Barney's best lines in this episode, I think it's called Thanksgiving, not thanks taking. (laughs) Damn. Love that little. And then we find out that unlike all the other b- volunteers, Barney has to have a timesheet signed by, by Kendall, manager. And then it all becomes clear. Satan returns. Satan returns. It's vindication for Robin and, and Ted. Apparently, Barney is doing court-mandated community service because he's on probation. Why is he on probation? He peed on a church. All is right with the world.
1: Satan in the flesh.
0: <laughs> Satan in the flesh. Not just public urination Yeah, not just public urination. Public urination on an actual church. <laughs> so Ted and Robin feel good. Like the whole world hasn't gone upside down. The
1: mirage is gone. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but he makes a good point. At least he's doing it. Yeah. He could be doing something pointless, you know, like like he says later, like picking up trash. But he's committed to this, and he's done it every week, and he's really good at it, and he seems to actually enjoy it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So another, another little layer of Barney that we're getting that, you know, somewhere in there he has a soul. Um, so Ted is feeling so guilty about only volunteering once a year. Um, then when he's volunteering, actually helping someone steal from the homeless. So he decides to turn Amanda in. To relieve his conscience, so he goes and tattles to Kendall, and it turns out Kendall's stealing too. So Kendall and Amanda, and maybe all of the people in this place, are skimming off the top and taking the leftovers home with them from um, the donations. And I don't know if this really happens. I don't think this really happens. I hope not. I mean, no. maybe no, no, no. Maybe in New York City. On Thanksgiving, they get so much food that that happens. But a lot of it's non-perishable, so... Right, yeah. They could keep it. I don't
1: think that's a thing. I think they're just trying to, you know, make some drama.
0: Yeah. And show Barney as, again... Saint. The Saint. Saint Barnard there. Saint Barnacle. And we see the resurgence of hero Ted. We saw him um, last episode telling Lily to move in with them and then regretting it. Because he never thinks before he does anything. And now he takes uh, portobello mushrooms and just starts throwing them at poor people. Because that's helpful.
1: <laughs> Eat these raw mushrooms. Eat these raw
0: mushrooms, poor. They're
1: free. God.
0: He says, they're very expensive. It's like, oh, Ted, stop. I remember watching that the first time and thinking it was really funny and cool. And now I'm just like, he's throwing mushrooms at poor people.
1: Seriously. Oh. Tone deaf. That's what that is. It's tone deaf. Completely.
0: Yeah. Uh, so then we cut to Lily at the convenience store. I have to mention that her coat is fantastic.
1: Yeah, I agree. It's um, very
0: nice. The little puffy sleeves, a little ribbon belt. Mm-hmm. Oh, love the color. That dark teal looks so good with her red hair.
1: Very Midwest. <laughs> just
0: kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so she comes up to the convenience store counter to shock her, a blonde guy behind the counter. <laughs> and as
1: nice as can be. Just
0: so nice. So
1: nice. So nice. Yeah.
0: You know, says, how's it going, or whatever he says, and then she just loses it on him. Um, You know, just talking about how there might be a 15-pound Erickson turkey growing inside of her, and um, (laughs) she's just clearly completely freaked out. I mean, as anybody would be that Mm. thought they were pregnant and wasn't ready and was in, like, a different state. I mean, the first time I went home with you, I cried, I remember. Yeah. I just felt, felt... like, I was, I just fell out of my element, you yeah. know?
1: It's culture shock. It and is. I didn't, it's a different culture, for sure. I know.
0: And I, I just didn't expect it, because, mm-hmm. I mean, even that first time I went out, I was pretty sure that I wanted to be with you forever. And I knew that, you know, family's a huge part of that. And mm-hmm. so I was, like, nervous to meet them. I was nervous they wouldn't think that I would, was the right person for you, because I'm not from the Midwest, and, you know, might have different values. And, like, that's that stuff's important, especially coming from a family specifically and and a region of the country that values family Mm -hmm. so much. Yeah. So I was just so nervous and I just like had a moment where I just broke down. Yeah. Um, And it was good to get through that together. Mm -hmm. Like Marshall and Lily do eventually. Um, So she loses it. He has no bathroom. Um,
1: At the convenience store.
0: Yeah. So she ends up Getting arrested for public urination. (laughs) Ted and Barney and Robin all get fired. And Barney's pissed because he only had 40 hours left. And Ted just feels so bad that he says, if there's anything I can do. And like before he even gets it out of his mouth, Barney's like, yep, I know what we're doing. Thanksgiving buffet, the lusty leopard. It's almost like the entire thing was orchestrated for them to end up there. Yeah. Yeah. He's so opportunistic. He sees that narrow opening, that guilt that he sort of cultivated in Ted all episode and he takes it. The master. Um, So, yeah. So Marshall gets the call that Lily was arrested for public urination right in front of his whole family. Takes that call. And then we're in a jail cell. And classic Midwest, classic small town. The cop opens the jail cell for Marshall, and Marshall says, Thanks, Pete. And Pete says, No problem, Marsh. So this is one of the guys from his high school that stayed. You know? Yeah. So everybody knows everybody. Um, and this is not an act, this is not the last time we will see this actor. It's the last time in this role, but he does come back. Hmm. Um, so yeah. And then um <laughs> Lily says, You know, I really messed up. I embarrassed myself in front of your family, and now I'm spending Thanksgiving in the most depressing place ever.
1: And And it's not the Lusty Leopard. It's not the Lusty Leopard, which is what you
0: said as soon as the first watch through.
1: Yeah.
0: We're watching it, and you said, Oh my God. Thanksgiving at a strip club. That's got to be the most depressing place ever.
1: Seriously. (laughs) I stand by (laughs) that.
0: And I knew that her line was coming. So I was like, Oh my God, that's so perfect that you said that. Yeah. (laughs) Perfection. You nailed it. Um, And right then, as soon as Lily says it's the most depressing place ever, you flash to Ted, Robin and Barney at the strip club. Um, Lily goes on her little tirade. I don't fit in here. You know, I don't love mayonnaise or funyuns or any of that stuff, and you know, I'm teeny tiny, and it, this just isn't this just isn't the place for me. So, um, Marshall's like, but it's me. Those things are me, and if you love me, you kind of have to love those things too. And that was that was very reminiscent, I think, of me having my moment. Yeah, you know, and I'm glad that I had it with you and didn't like. Yeah hide it from you because yeah. it was good to talk through that stuff mm-hmm. um and you know Marshall's like why the heck are we having this conversation in a jail cell on Thanksgiving and then Pete the cop comes in with Lily's personal effects including a pregnancy test so Marshall kind of you know lets that sit in and then has this moment where he's like oh my god our kids can't play basketball.' ice <laughs> ball so dangerous, so dangerous. She's like, what are the rules of that game? He's like, there aren't any, we just wail on each other. And like, he starts to see, it's like, he starts to see his childhood as not perfect and somewhat dangerous as, just as she's sort of like softening to the idea, you know, she's like, I don't care where we grow up, like where our kids grow up as long as they have you as a dad. Um, because they're having a, a conversation and getting through it together, which is good. Um, and I think both times we kind of looked at each other like, oh, yeah. When uh, Marshall says, "I don't want to be exactly like my family, but I don't want to be exactly like yours," and we make our own family, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, take some things from both sides, you know, and and start a new start a new tradition. Mm-hmm. And then Lily's like, "Oh, I'm afraid to look." When Marshall asks if it was negative or positive, and freaking Pete just yells from the other room, "It's negative."
1: The old peanut gallery. The old
0: peanut gallery reading the pregnancy test. I mean, I would,
1: I would have read it. Of course. Yeah. Anybody it. would.
0: Of course. Um, but a little moment that I caught, I'd never caught until like the second watch that we did together was when Pete says that Marshall watch Marshall like watches Lily to see what her reaction is before he lets himself react. Yeah. It's so
1: sweet. Smart. Very, smart. Very smart. Very smart. But like, I was like, oh, Marshall's such a good guy. Mm-hmm.
0: It's just, like, this really sweet little moment. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, tearing up thinking about it. Yeah. he was just such a good thing. He was, like, ready to, like, be disappointed with her mm-hmm. or be excited. Mm-hmm. So that was that was nice. Take take a tip there, boys. Because um, that's a big thing. That's a big thing for the ladies. And, yeah. So it's negative. They're both excited. And it turns out it was the thanks teeny all along. The good old thanks teeny. Making you barf the morning after. And then we're... In the strip club, again. And Domo Origato is playing, Mr. Roboto, which means thank you in Japanese. It's
1: Thanksgiving episode, get it? Very clever.
0: Right? They do such a good job with the music. Um, Ted's still feeling guilty, but it's not just about the, the holiday and him not giving back. It's the fact that, you know, he feels like he has a soulless job because his company's building... Um, was it a lounge? Yeah, an executive
1: lounge for a uh, tobacco company. Tobacco
0: Company. Mm-hmm. So he feels really guilty about that. And so that's sort of the first hint we get that Ted's struggling a little bit as an architect to kind of find his way and, and do something that is meaningful to him.
1: I mean, just look having some reflection while sitting in his trip club on Thanksgiving. <laughs> you have to assume that he feels like he's struggling.
0: Yeah. Anyway he that's a little bit of a rock bottom moment. Yeah. That's a good time to sort of take stock. Yeah, is Eaton's eating eating the surprisingly good Thanksgiving buffet at the Lu- Lusty Leopard. Mm-hmm. It's a good time to sort of gut check yourself, and, a
1: little reset button. Yeah, a little
0: reset. Be like, wow, okay. go to the bottom. And there's nothing nothing but up after <laughs> yeah. that. Barney brings over a homeless guy again, you know, preying on Ted's guilt, and sort of makes makes Ted pay for the guy to have a lap dance.
1: The homeless guy that's already had three square meals at Thanksgiving.
0: So he's like, "No, I'm I'm totally good I'm, on the, the stuffing. I Just would like a dance. lady, thanks." Yeah. So that was really that was really uh, nice of Ted to do, even though he was weirded out by it. Um, and then we have this little scene. It's kind of a montage of moments from Minnesota where. Everyone's around the table and Lily seems like she's more comfortable now, like they've gone through this moment. I'm thinking maybe she told them? I don't know. Do you think she told the whole family that she had a pregnancy no, scare? No.
1: No, no, I don't think so. So how do
0: you think they got out of that? He told his whole family that she got arrested for public
1: urination. That can be a very personal thing to share, especially with people that you're not feeling super comfortable with. I don't think she shared that. Yeah. I think Midwest can be very forgiving people, right? Oh, just like oh well, yeah, you got arrested. Okay, <laughs> welcome back. I still know. Thanksgiving, we'd you're be still like, family. We'd be like, what did she do? Yeah, like, well, where has she been? Yeah, no, they're probably just like, Meh, like she's that, here.
0: That story is your your ticket back into this house. That's how my family. I'm <laughs> oh,
1: sure. Like, you better sure.
0: freaking tell us. Like no
1: no no no, sit down here. What happened? <laughs> yeah.
0: That's true. They'd be like,
1: "Oh, it's not our, it's not our it's place, not our business, it's not our business." They'll tell us when they're ready. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so true. I mean, at least my Midwest family—it's they you know. So good to have you here for the, the Midwest <laughs> color commentary. Yeah, yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Um,
0: and so throughout the montage, it's you know, it's Lily sort of fitting in a little bit better at at the Thanksgiving table, and
1: um,
0: the other three, Ted and and Barney and Robin having an okay time with the strip club, like they've sort of recovered, and, um, you know, Ted's saying, you know, it's the rough parts of life that make you really thankful that you have people there, and that's pretty true. And um, the whole time, the song is, there's a song playing by The 88, and that's a band that will become important later. So just remember that name. Stay tuned. Stay tuned for more from The 88. Um, and the lyrics say, you belong to me and I belong to you. Very
1: sweet. Very Very sweet. It's a good little song.
0: Um, And then the very last moment, we have um, one of the dancers comes up to Ted at the the buffet. And, you know, she says, that was really sweet what you did for that guy. And um, introduces herself as Amber.
1: I'm Amber. I'm Amber.
0: Which, it turns out, is her um, dancer name. Stage name. Stage name is the word I was looking for. Thank you. And then she leans in. And says, actually, my name is Tracy. So it's like there's a real moment there between them. She's not just trying to, like, get him to dance with her. Mm -hmm. And then Ted says, and that, kids, is how I met your mother. (laughs) And I remember the first time I watched it, I was
1: like, what?
0: (laughs) I wish. I wish that was the origin story. But, of course, he was joking. Um, And this woman doesn't end up being, doesn't end up being their mom. So... That's it. That's Belly Full of Turkey.
1: What'd you think of this episode? It was excellent. Yeah? I love a good shout out to the Midwest. Yeah. Those, those are- Especially f- traveling home with Thanksgiving. Like, you can't hit much closer home for me. Seriously. Right? <laughs> we
0: literally just did that last month. We just did that. Yep. We just did that. Yep. Um, had our first plane ride together. Yep. Um, we were in Michigan for all of a half hour when I sat down next to somebody and they were saying grace in a restaurant. Yeah. That was the
1: surprise. Takes all kinds, you know? Takes all kinds. Sure does.
0: Um, Yep, so prayer and blonde people and jello salad.
1: It's a good time. It's a good time. guys Ball will be next year. Yeah, guys Ball. I, have I haven't
0: gotten to see the guys Ball yet. <laughs> um, but every time I go, I feel a little more a little more part of it, a little more Midwest. It's so. fun You got to go hunting, mm-hmm. which is another thing that I don't understand, but...
1: Just as I don't understand Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Okay. So that's how. That's just a personal (laughs) thing.
0: The funniest, the funniest moment I think from this Thanksgiving, which reminded me a little bit of Judy Erickson. Because Judy and Lily have like, it's not a contentious relationship, but it's a little, Judy's a little bit passive aggressive in a Midwestern way, like a very nice way. Mm -hmm. And I made stuffing. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And your mom said, it's a very New England recipe and I was like
1: what is that? What does that mean? That wasn't that wasn't a jab.
0: Oh no, I know. So that, <laughs> wasn't a jab. I just thought it was funny how she said it and I was and then um she passed like the pickled beets past me and I was like <laughs> it's a very midwestern thing. Yeah, <laughs> So she that laughed is. at that. So that was really cute. Yeah. Um so yeah. It
1: Was a good time. Yeah.
0: I love you and I love your family.
1: I love you and your family. Oh my god. So that's it. What was your uh, what was your legendary moment? I think my legendary moment was right at the beginning when Marshall runs out of the bedroom, Aww. ready to jump in the cab. Yeah. The shuttle is here! He's ready to go. When it's time, it's time. You gotta get back home. Yeah. That no delay. Of... Yeah. That's a good yeah. one. It was heartwarming. Yeah. It was really sweet.
0: Um, my legendary moment is probably... Just all of the um, the prop work they did to make Lily look
1: tall. They did a great job. Tall. They did such a great job with that.
0: That was so excellent. It was a great way of showing instead of telling us that she was sort of out of place. And I don't know how they made them look so tall next to her. Like, they must have all been wearing lifts or something. Yeah. I don't know. Because, I mean, they're all tall people anyway compared to Lily, but they really accentuated it. So mm-hmm. I thought that was just... Super funny. I just love a Marshall and Lily episode. Me too. And, um, yeah, as you get further into the show, it's a lot more balanced and you get a lot more of these, like, five-person, um, storylines, which is always nice that they develop everybody instead of just focusing on Ted and his, you know, constant failures at love. Yeah. So.
1: It was a great episode. Great to meet, uh, Judy and
0: Marvin and all the Ericsons. Oh, you know the Erics? Oh, you know the Eric says? Jeez. That was so perfect. Yeah. That was so perfect. <laughs> small um, towns. Small towns. Uh, so, yeah, that's it for this episode. Uh, next time, Caitlin will be back and we will be talking about the pineapple incident. So, get ready for that and you can send us your legendary moments to Hey Beautiful Podcast at gmail.com and we'll read them out on the show and you can find us on twitter and facebook at hey beautiful pod and make sure to subscribe on itunes or soundcloud so you never miss an episode we hope you'll come back next time because it's gonna be legend wait for it this has been hey beautiful with your hosts kate and liz this week our intro outro music is by owl all